0: Uh, 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 Nine o'clock. Daylight, is it? Uh, uh,
1: uh, mm.
0: Uh, Hey! You there, boy! Me, sir? Yes, you little fella. What day is today?
2: Today? Why, it's Christmas Day, of course.
0: Christmas Day? I I haven't missed it. Spirits, finished all in one night. Uh, No change there, of course. Uh, Do you know the internet store, in the next street but one, on the corner?
2: I should hope I did.
0: (laughs) Wow, what a remarkable boy. Do you know if they've sold the prize podcast that was hanging there, something about Peggy Mount?
2: What, the one with all the drinking, the swearing and the apparent lack of factual research prior to recording?
0: (laughs) Yes, that's the one.
2: It's hanging there now.
0: Well go and download it. Yes, click download and bring them round so that I may tell them where to deliver it. Come back with Blackout and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with Dr. Velvet, I'll give you half a crown.
2: How about you get it yourself? What? I sweep chimneys 364 days a year. I'm trying to end the day off here.
0: Well, I... Uh... You can open Apple Podcasts, Mix Mixclouds, The Stitches, or several others and get it yourself, instead of looting about in your dressing gown like you only the old street.
1: Really? I... Why,
0: are you haven't changed it all, you fat, lazy cow.
1: On today's Calling Birds... No, I, hadn't, I couldn't relate to this at all in any way, shape, or form, other than the fact that I wanted Peter Bowles's jamas and dressing <laughs> gown set.
0: <laughs> this does not surprise me at all. Everyone, Doctor Velvet, everyone in this episode was younger then than we are now. What the yes, fuck? Yes. How does this? Do you think? Do you think Richard Wilson had seventy-five Star Wars T-shirts in the house?
1: And you may or may not be able to remember that you did a cracking impression of Richard Wilson.
0: <laughs> what well, is catchphrase in this? It is one word.
1: Is one word? Go on. See if it, let's let's turn the clock back. I'm going back some 25 years since you last did this. Are you all right? Hello and welcome to the 4th Christmas special of the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. I'm Dr Velvet. I am Jollywell Blackout. And we're Jollywell here to talk about some festive telly.
0: Yes, hello you. Thanks for joining us for our casual cultural critique of Christmas television, where Britain's best-loved battle axe is never far from our minds, because here all roads lead to the mountain. If you're new to us, you can find info and links for the programme we are discussing over at peggymanpod.com, as well as links to all the socials and the places you can listen and subscribe. And before God rests us in any kind of condition, I've got to ask, what are you drinking? I've
1: I've, I've decided to go a bit festive here because we're getting closer to the date. I've had this stored away since August. Um, I've made my own Christmas pudding gin. Okay. It's beautiful, (laughs) it really is. So you get you get the cheapest ass gin you can find, pour it in a bowl, and you pour essentially the ingredients for Christmas pudding in there and leave it to stand and then sieve it all out. It is beautiful.
0: It sounds horrendous. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> but okay.
1: Do you like Chris, do you like Christmas pudding? I do, and I love gin. Christmas pudding yeah. in a glass. Christmas pudding in a glass. Okay. I'll, you know what? Okay. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass this over to you because I know for a fact Ken will go wild if I spill anything on the desk. So Wait until afterwards you can have a little glass.
0: Okay. In the meanwhile, I'm going to be enjoying a bottle of Badger's Firsty Ferret, which is basically it's an amber it's an
1: amber ale. So yeah, that's what it okay. is. It is. Yeah it is.
0: Fuck it, let me try some of that gin now. Give it in. There
1: you go. Don't spill it, don't spill it. Fuck <laughs> Told you. Yeah. You. Thank you. Oh dear God It's lovely. Christmas pudding in the glass, I'm telling you now.
0: And a quiet taste, I think.
1: Uh, yep. Yep. Does it hurt?
0: Oh yeah. Oh only when I laugh.
2: Oh, my I'm H-A-P-P-Y I know I am, I'm sure I am I'm H-A-P-P-Y
0: Yes, only when I laugh. This was a sitcom written by Eric Chappell for Yorkshire Television, which ran from 1979 to 82 on ITV, over four series and 29 episodes. It follows the exploits of three gentlemen, Figgis Glover and Binns, played by James Bullham, Peter Bowles and Christopher Strowley, in a hospital ward as they antagonised consultant surgeon Mr Thorpe, played by Richard Wilson, and staff nurse Gupta, Derek Branch. The format was kept moving by a swathe of guest stars over the years, Prolonged hospital stays are an absolute hotbed for laughs, of course, and the Yuletide season only ramps this up another notch. With that in mind, we've watched the Christmas special, Away for Christmas, originally aired on the 24th of December
2: 1981. I know I am, I'm sure I am, he's H-A-P-P-Y.
1: And this is a masterclass on how to ruin a decent sitcom with a cracking cast <laughs> by... Canned laughter. <laughs> I've
0: got to say, though, how many Yorkshire television shows have we covered now? Quality as well as few, quantity. Weren't? They were a ruddy powerhouse of the 70s, weren't they?
1: Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They, they were knocking them out, man. Yeah. They were knocking them out. They had a very, yeah, very were.
0: good track record. Were you a fan of this back in the
1: day? It was a, it was a main play in the house, yeah. It okay. was a, a staple part of the televisual diet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely it was. Uh, I I... Had nothing to relate to it as a how old would I have been eight years old? Uh, I, had n- I couldn't relate to this at all in any way, shape, or form, other than the fact that I wanted Peter Bowles's jammers and dressing <laughs> gown set. <laughs> this, does not,
0: an this does not, as an eight year old, surprise me at all. Um, yeah, now similarly to you, Peter Bowles is absolutely storming in this, and obviously, his performance is wasted on me as a child. Um I think I probably used to relate to um, Bin's the most because obviously he's like the younger, more enthusiastic one, very sort of Mm -hmm. childlike in his outlook. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and yeah, I used to quite enjoy the um, sort of the farce of it all. But again, I know that's a that's a sore a sore subject with you.
1: Didn't mind it so much in here. It okay. worked kind of in it, it, with this. Um, no, this episode just particularly grinds on me because it's really, really badly put together. Uh, the execution is horrendous. The the canned laughter is awful. The timing's wrong on it. It's drowning out certain lines. Yeah. Typically, when you watch a series, it was in front of a live audience. Yes. This Christmas special, it was not. Uh, it was used by with, with canned laughter, and it's and you can feel it.
0: There was certainly not to get too far ahead, but there's certainly the part where. Um you've got the scene where Figus is dressed up as Father Christmas and he's talking to a bunch of kids who are basically stood I know what you're gonna say. in front of the camera with like their backs to the cameras. Yep. yep. It couldn't be any more clear that the voices you're hearing mm-hmm. are not those children. There's no movement from them. They're just standing there while James Bullham just delivers his lines. <laughs> you're like, oh, this feels awkward. Okay, fine, whatever. It's
1: very awkward. So they get so they get um they don't allow the kids to speak. They're just stood there and they get Susan Sheridan in to do the voices of the kids. Susan Sheridan, best known for her child voices on productions such as The Family Nest ah, and, okay. and Jimbo and the Jet Set. Right. Um, they get her in so they don't have to pay the child actors. So they just pay a, a one-off fee. Yes. They even credit her. Child voices, Susan Sheridan. Um, <laughs> so they do, the kids don't get any credit whatsoever. It's fucking Christmas, Yorkshire Telly. What are you doing? Give the kids some pocket money,
0: right? So yeah, we haven't mentioned Danny yet, have we? They're, um, no. Basically, you've got the three middle-aged guys on a hospital ward. It's about to be Christmas, and the powers that be decide to put a, a child, to all into, basically yeah, like a nine-year-old boy or whatever, in on the ward with them because they've got nowhere else for him to go. Um, he's played by Oliver Pye. I did look upon uh, IMDb. This is the only thing he's credited with. So he didn't he didn't act before or after. Did he have any words in this? I seem to recall he laughs at some point. Does that happen off camera? Did they like stiff him out of a fee as well?
1: Uh, yes, I think. I don't think that laughs his. I think it's Susan Sheridan's because the the vocal is still the same. Right, it seems to be the same anyway.
0: But anyway, yeah. Before we delve too deeply into the plot of this particular episode, I've got to say on it on a broad, sort of on a broad level, who the hell writes a sitcom about three middle aged men in a hospital? Thanks for the looming spectre of death, Eric Chappell. What are they? Was it ever revealed what they're actually in there for? Because this series went on for like what three, three years, years, and I don't
1: think it ever was. Is that part
0: of it? You don't know why they're there. Is that because they're up and they're walking around? Yeah, they are. Surely the imp- the implication is that if it hasn't killed you after three years, then you were yeah. never really ill. I
1: mean, ah, <laughs> but in tell years, let's not let's let's go back to something as uh, splendiferous as Duty Free, whereby the first two years of that sitcom. Represented two weeks in the timeline, oh, absolutely. Uh, okay. So we, we could be looking at that kind of scenario. So this, in the Only One I Laugh scenario, that could be a week.
0: They got up to a fucking hell of a lot then.
1: They did. What they they doing putting a nine-year-old kid, though, in a ward? I mean, yes, all right, it comes out he's 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 suspected of arson. He's got some kind of problem. Um, but you still don't put a kid in with adult's mind. Put him in the children's ward. There clearly is one. <laughs> well, yes, yes, exactly this. <laughs> That's, I, 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 I don't know... I'm going to cast my mind back actually and you may or may not be able to remember that you did a cracking impression of Richard Wilson shouting of um <laughs> of what
0: well, is catchphrase in this it is is one
1: word is one word go on see if you, let's let's turn the clock back I'm going back some 25 years since you last did this
2: big that's
1: the one that is <laughs>
0: Apparently he's been played Absolutely. by Donald Sinden now as
1: well. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, lovely, lovely. That's, Christmas is the time for reminiscing. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> it's good. Speaking of figures, yes, he goes to take the presents from the children's ward. Um, he's, he's rumbled by the nurses who go straight over to him and don't mess on, mind, in the children's ward and start yes. necking on with Santa Claus <laughs> in front of the kids. Nothing like shattering an illusion, mind.
0: I was I was enjoying the level of sort of stage farce up until that point, it gets a bit weird there. Um, (laughs) Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I was brought back to this thing which cropped up when we covered the Avengers, which is where various stages of sort of human culture allow people to age differently. How old Uh do you think these characters are meant to be? As a general rule of thumb, you can go off the age of the actor. That's why they've been cast in that role. Yeah, poorly. yeah. You know, um, give or take about sort of five years, yeah. How old, how, how sort of old do you reckon they, they kind of are in
1: this? 30 to 35.
0: Do you reckon? I've crunched some numbers. Go on then. In 1981, when uh-huh. this aired, uh-huh. James Bornham was 46 years old. Pardon? Peter Bowles was 45 years old. Christopher Strowley was 35 years old
1: it's him that I meant see I'm right
0: right Richard Wilson the grumpy old doctor right was 45 years old right now everyone Dr. Velvet everyone in this episode was younger then than we are now
1: what the fuck yes yes I know right how does this
0: do you think do you think Richard Wilson had 75 Star Wars t-shirts in the house (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you think Do you think James Bolham ever knocked the last box of Lego out of a kid's hands to take it to the checkout for himself? No, 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 he was acting like an adult. Yes,
1: yes he was. Gee, dear
0: God. 45! He's 45!
1: What the... Yeah, but now at 47 I can say that I do have a similar pyjama and dressing gown combo to Peter Bull's. Um, so so who's, the, you know, who's the
0: real winner here? It's you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: uh, fantastic. Yeah. Job. What exactly is James Bolam's accent meant to be in this? Yeah. Now it's always been all over the place in whatever uh-huh. he's sort of done over the years. He's sort uh-huh. of broadly from the northeast, but his vowels go a bit sort of southern here and there, depending on what he's acting in, depending on who's around him. In this particular episode. He starts out sounding sort of northern. By the end, he sounds like someone from Seeham, Amateur Dramatic Society, auditioning for EastEnders. Yeah. It's shocking.
1: It is. It's all over the place. It is. I mean, yeah, he's trying to please everybody, I think.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, but a bit of trivia for you. Um, right. A different version of the final episode of Only When I Laugh was filmed where Thorpe's Mm -hmm. role, instead of um, Richard Wilson, is actually played by Peter Cushion, and no one mentions the difference in how he looks or acts. Then, after the ad break, it's revealed that the three guys died before the first episode, and this has been purgatory all along, and it ends with Peter Cushion looking directly into the camera, but telling the characters that no, they're not ready to leave yet, and then he walks off as the set is bathed in a deep red light, and the credits run in silence, while the central trio just wordlessly look at each other. It's true that, you can look it up.
1: I think I'd better. Uh, Escape from Cold It. Have you, uh, um,
0: have you ever played mm. the Escape from Cold It board game? Oh, that shut this?
1: up. I've got it written down. I've got that written down. Shut up. Because I have literally got written down here. They play the board game Escape from Cold It. I yeah. always wanted to play it. And here was what I was going to say. This is nuts. R- listener, we've said this time and time again. <laughs> We write these reviews separately and we always manage to write the damn same thing.
0: Anyway. We're constantly amazed at the revelation that we share 80% of the same brain anyway. So. <laughs> Absolutely, constantly.
1: <laughs> Listener, do me a favour. This is what I want to know. Will someone play Escape from It's with me? Because Well, if hey, will someone buy it first? Because I'm not going to. But will somebody play that with me? Because... <laughs> I've always wanted to play that. It looks yeah. amazing. Now, blackout this. You are you love meticulous. You love fine detail. You love immersing in that. You you would you would just be there for days with this. I'd be I terrible with this.
0: I'm, oh. nah. when it comes to like relaxing time, I'm a bit more sort of free and easy. I'm nah, I can't be dealing with stuff with this many. The the running joke in this episode mm. is that mm. it's overly complex, and they spend more time arguing about the rules than they do playing the game.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which instantly makes me think I'd want no part of that. It, anything that involves strategy. Nah. So we'll get to the end of it and discharge ourselves without a full diagnosis. How many pegs would you put upon the clipboard at the bottom of your bed with the chart on? Do you
1: know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take three pegs with water twice a day to give a total of six. But tell you why, because this episode was. It was. Oh shit. But. <laughs> It, it it still has a little hug for me for back in the day. It was all right, only when I uh-huh. have. And we're talking Peter Bowles' pyjamas. <laughs> I
0: have also gone for six out of nine. Um, This is very safe, and it's almost completely a non-event, given that it's a Christmas episode. But yeah. I like a good farce, and this plays its hand confidently.
1: Yeah, it does, with horrendously shit can laughter editing. <laughs> Can't forgive them for that. Can't forgive them for that. But the next burning question is, how many steps will it take you to operate on the mountain?
0: I shall limp over to the door in a heavy-handed fashion and do it in three. <laughs> the role of figures was played by James Borlam, who was in 1973's Oh Lucky Man, with Ralph Richardson, who also rocked up in Jesus of Nazareth next to Donald Pleasant, who starred in 1988's Punishment Without Crime, as did... Peggy Mount.
2: She's being very brave, so I don't want any crap.
1: Superb, superb. How about yourself? Would you join me? I'm going to take Peter Bowles' satin dressing gown, and I'm going to do it in two. So The role of Glover was played by Peter Bowles, who popped up in a 1970 episode of The Main Chance, alongside Georgina Hale, who played the eponymous role in Teabag's Christmas Turkey, in 1991, right next to... Puggymond! What do you mean, yours
2: is better than that?
1: (laughs) Nicely done! That's what we like. It is. Keep clapping like that and someone will throw you a fish. Right, <laughs> this has wrapped us up. We're going to pull the blanket across our hospital bed for this episode of the Peggy Mount Christmas Special. Blackout's got your Christmas socials.
0: Yes, thanks once again for being with us. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email peggymountpod at gmail.com or we are Peggy Mount Pod
1: on Twitter and Facebook. Nurse, the screens. It's as simple as that. That wraps up episode four of the Peggy Mount Christmas special. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, yes, we're still going at it. And we'll not give in. We all want figgy pudding, after all. We'll see you then. Until then. (laughs) Keep keep it.
0: Peggy Mount Calamity Hour is a free podcast from Michael Media, which holds production copyright. Opinions and recollections expressed are not to be taken as fact. The title and credit music is by Dr. Velvet. Audio segments and television programs are presented for review and informational purposes only under fair use, and no ownership of these is claimed or implied by this show. For more information, visit PeggyMountPod.com. How about yourself? Would you join me?
1: Figures. Of course I will. Absolutely. I can I'm do off. it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your kind of, Christmas. It's our kind of Christmas Charisma Tights from Aristoc make the perfect stocking filler this Christmas especially when you purchase a six-pair pack for only five pounds that's a saving of 94 pence and we'll give you this exclusive attractive gift pack to present them in Your Kind of Christmas this year add a little charisma with Aristoc at Rackham's Bradford, Sheffield and Skipton. There's a time for giving, there's a time for buying presents Though it's hard to find enough time to spare But there's a thousand answers here that worth A thousand ways to say you care E.M.I. Recording tapes Per packs, cases for cassettes or discs New blitz prices make them super value Pick quick superstars you mustn't miss Perfection, electronic playmate, value for the family. Simon's the name for a great computer game. Christmas brings the Beatles back on MFP. It's a time for giving, yes, a time for buying presents. Though it's hard to find enough time to spare. Ideas enclosed for everyone. But there's a thousand answers here. Electric value you can count on with names like Phillips and Claro too. A fast hair dryer and here's another flyer. A shaver for the fella who means most to you. Polaroid 1000 with a Christmas bonus. Bikes for any member of your family. Benetone Royal alarm clock radio. Envoy watches for you to see. Christmas yeah, paper, cards and wrapping Woolworth vouchers, hey, hey, hey it's Christmas trees and lights and trappings Gonna be a starry Christmas day There's a thousand dancers here at Woolworth A thousand ways to say you can